This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington. Glad to have you with us on the show. My name is Walker Wildman. American Family Radio is the network you're listening to. Our website is AFR.net. AFR.net, easy to remember. We also have an app, which I mention most weeks. You just go to your app store on your phone or your tablet device, type in AFR, or you can type in American Family Radio, and you can download our app for free. It's a great resource. You can listen to all of our shows here that we offer on the network. You can listen to them at your own convenience, and not not only that, but it's free. So uh, go to our website, AFR.net, or download the American Family Radio app. One last thing I want to mention when it comes to connecting with us is uh, our podcast. So many of you know this, but you can uh, subscribe to various podcasts on on your mobile device also. So whether you have an Apple or an Android device, just go to your podcast store and uh, type in Exposing Washington, which is the name of my show, and there you click the subscribe button. And then uh, each week when we, uh, when we upload the show, you, uh, you can listen to it at your own convenience, um, and you can go back several months on that and listen. So uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Android devices on your podcast store. Just type in Exposing Washington. I want to remind you of our online store where we're almost at the, well, we are, we're right at the deadline where if you order something on our AFA store, uh, you may get it before Christmas. Uh, You're probably cutting it a little too close here. But one last pitch, if you go to afastore.net, we have uh, coffee, we have wristbands, we have buttons, and all of it promotes uh, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our living hope. So don't forget to go to afastore.net. And uh, you may be able to get something before Christmas if you do it right now, but I'm not going to guarantee it. Nonetheless, you can always go to our online store and uh, check out our various resources there, even when it's not Christmas time. Jumping right into the news of the week, you know, this has been a busy month, uh, to say the least, and including including November with the election going on. And uh, as I mentioned last week, as far as my position on this election, um, I think there is a a high likelihood that Joe Biden will be sworn in come January 20th. That doesn't mean I like it. That doesn't mean I accept it. That doesn't mean I think it's a legitimate process. Or rather, I don't think um, we we got to this point through legitimate means. There was election fraud, election tampering, 
election illegality. That's 100% certain. The evidence is there. I would even go as far to say there was widespread election fraud by the tens of thousands of votes in various states. And when you add it all together, it gets into the hundreds of thousands of votes when you add all the states together. The fraud is documented. There is no question anymore whether or not this election was conducted fairly and with integrity. Anyone with, a, with, with common sense, with a fair mind, can look at this election, see that it was a fraud, and we all should be frustrated about it. But then the question is, well, what do you do about it? And that's what the Trump campaign has been trying to get to the bottom of through various means, through litigation, through state legislatures, through even the Supreme Court, through various states. So the fight has been ongoing, and while the the Texas case that the Supreme Court cowardly dismissed last week, while that was pretty much one of the last likely chances that this thing could be turned around, It's still not over completely until Joe Biden is sworn into office. And, of course, we're not there yet. So in order for this thing to get turned around and to to have this thing rectified, this mess, um, the chances of that happening are very slim, but that doesn't mean it couldn't happen. The Supreme Court not taking up the Texas case, the Texas lawsuit that 17 other states joined, was was a terrible, was a wrong decision by the Supreme Court. Texas clearly had standing before the Supreme Court on this issue of election integrity. The Supreme Court punted Because they didn't want to deal with the issue at hand. Why? Because it's a lightning rod. Because it's a political lightning rod. Why? Because we have two warring sides in our country that are staunchly opposed to each other when it comes to the things that we believe in. And the Supreme Court didn't want to get in the middle of it. Despite the fact that the Democrats cheated, that Joe Biden's team cheated on a rampant level. And we have this executive order that's been going around that all the conservatives have been talking about. This executive order 13848 that President Trump signed into, uh, into place in 2018. And this executive order, amongst many things, uh, instructs the Director of National Intelligence, DNI John Ratcliffe, to, the language says, 
within 45 days of Election Day 2020, for the Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, to compile and submit a report on election interference, more specifically, foreign election interference. And this is this is not a conspiracy theory. This is this is an executive order, and it was even recognized as such by the director of national intelligence just this week. His office put out a statement late this week talking about how they're not going to meet the 45-day deadline. Why they're not going to meet the 45-day deadline to submit this report? The 45 days ends on December 18th, on Friday, December 18th. The reasoning that they're not going to the reason that they're not going to meet the deadline, I don't know. Some say any of you who've been keeping up with the news, you saw this solar winds hack. Solar Winds is a, a cybersecurity company based out of Austin, Texas, and they provide hardware, s- security hardware for hundreds and thousands of companies and many federal agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, including the Department of Defense, (laughs) including the White House. Their equipment that is used by our federal government to secure our, our technological infrastructure is, is developed and built by SolarWinds, a company based at Austin, Texas. And that company was breached beginning in March 2020 and up until just this last month. And it is believed that hackers gained access to dozens of government governmental systems. And it is very possible that they're still in those systems. They're still breached. Guess who also uses SolarWinds? Dominion. Dominion Voting Systems, the same company that has their systems, their voting machines, in over 30 states in the union. So, did the solar winds hack have anything to do with the election? I don't know. But we sure should find out. And I'm hoping that the latest news on the solar winds hack and the, the and the government, the US government being breached by foreign actors, I'm hoping that that story is what's taking this report, this executive order report by the Director of National Intelligence, I'm hoping that's what's taking him so long, is because he's having to re-examine the report based on the new information from SolarWinds. Look, this this breach by SolarWinds is is the, the most invasive cyber attack, in my opinion, in modern American history. 
I don't know of any other any other time that hackers, in one instance, have gained access to the Department of Defense, the Treasury Department, the Commerce Department, the Department of Homeland Security, and other government agencies. So we should pay close attention attention to the news and, and whenever this report comes out, and we should also be hopeful that the deep state is not slowing down the release of this report on election interference. Because it could be that they're kicking the can down the road, waiting until we have a Biden administration so then they can bury the report. Jumping into other news, well, on on this topic, before we move on, I want to play a clip from KT McFarland. Uh, She's on Fox News. She's a a military analyst. And KT McFarland here is talking about the possible reasons for this Intel report delay. Clip one, let's listen. Oh, that's pretty significant. What that means is there's not uniform agreement within the intelligence community about whether there was or wasn't Chinese influence and how much there was or wasn't. I think you've got to assume that at least one part of our intelligence community thinks that there was major interference, um, which is why there's a debate over this. Now, I suspect that when the report comes out, you know, they always want to make these things sound like everybody agrees. Well, chances are not everybody does agree on this. And what kind of influence and what kind of interruption was it? Was it something to do with cyber attacks? Was it something to do with, you know, the balloting? Was it something to do with influence peddling? Was it something to do with like bots and and kind of stirring the pot? All of those things are a range of issues. And I'm assuming that the reason this is delayed is because there probably is something pretty explosive in there. Well, there you have it. That's KT McFarland speculating that possibly this uh, this hack of solar winds is is being having to be included in this report and thus it is being delayed but the american people deserve the report we deserve it in an expedited fashion and we we should know which uh, foreign actors colluded and meddled in the election specifically uh, when it comes to cyber uh, cyberspace and cyber security moving on to a few other topics you know Congress has been debating this coronavirus relief bill for months now, and they haven't been able to muster up any any type of success on this uh, on this bill. And as I read the stories about their negotiations and how they can't come to an agreement, it just strikes me as 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 bizarre that various states, mostly liberal-leaning states, their governors are acting like tyrants. They, they, act, they are acting as tyrants, shutting down restaurants, shutting down churches, shutting down small businesses, all in the name of public health, all using the same old COVID excuse. And here our federal government is, here our Congress is passing legislation, trying to pass legislation to offset the damage that is being done by our own leaders. 
It's baffling to me, by the way, that there is zero scientific evidence to say that shutting down small businesses and restaurants somehow helps public health. If anything, it damages public health. There is zero link between shutting down a restaurant, shutting down a small business, and protecting public health. Yet that's what these governors in these various states keep doing, like California and New York. And so what Congress is trying to do here is they're trying to offset the damage that is being done by these governors. And I don't think they should do it. I think the solution to the the economic situation that we're facing is not printing more government money. The solution is opening up America. The solution is allowing businesses to fully operate at 100% capacity. And if Americans would like to go out to dinner, then they should have the freedom and the liberty to make their own decision regarding the risk they're willing to take when it comes to their health. And if Americans don't want to go out to dinner, don't want to go to a restaurant, don't want to go out to a business, that's fine. Stay home. But those of us who want to resume normal American life should be able to do so. Someone who agrees with me is Texas Governor Abbott. Governor uh, Abbott out of Texas, Greg Abbott out of Texas, said this past week, quote, it is time to put shutdowns behind us, end quote. So kudos to Governor Abbott. And another governor who said the same is Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor Ron DeSantis said months ago, we will not shut down the economy again, period, because it does no good. And you see, you see, Governor, you see uh, mayors like de Blasio in New York City. He said this week that he's, quote, really unhappy with the coronavirus relief package <laughs> due to the lack of state and local aid that's included, that's not included, rather. So Mayor de Blasio in New York City, who has had his city shut down for months, is criticizing Congress because they're not going to bail him out. He should not be bailed out. He Instead, he should open up his economy. He should allow businesses to open in New York City. You can't have it both ways. You can't shut down your economy and expect the federal government to bail you out every time. Especially when shutting down your economy is not based upon science. Not based upon truth, but more so based upon the tyrannical ideology that these folks believe in. Moving on to a couple other news stories. The uh, 
The Senate this past week had a hearing on election integrity. And, you know, the Democrats keep accusing conservatives of spreading Russian disinformation. And they even said the Hunter Biden story, the Hunter Biden scandal was Russian disinformation. And all you conservatives and Republicans, all you do is spread disinformation. And so we're going to shut you down. Well, Senator Johnson here, Senator Ron Johnson, actually vents a little bit and talks about how it's actually the Democrats that are spreading widespread disinformation. Clip two, let's listen. After our Hunter Biden investigation and the revelations of the Hunter Biden computer said, oh, this is, you know, this is Russian disinformation. Now we find out no, it's a real investigation by the Justice Department. So it's, it's just galling, and I just have to point out that the purveyors of Russian disinformation, Hillary Clinton's campaign, the DNC, the Steele dossier, the ranking member Peters accusing Senator Grassley and I of disseminating uh, Russian disinformation, that's where the disinformation is coming. That's where the false information, the, the lies, the false allegations. And I can't sit by here and listen to this and say that this is, this is not disinformation, this hearing today. This is getting information we have to take a look at to restore confidence in our election integrity. We, we're not going to be able to just move on without bringing up these irregularities, examining them, and providing an explanation and see where there really are problems so we can correct it moving forward. Well, there you have it, Senator Ron Johnson, furious there, because... The Democrats have been any story that's that's negative towards the Democrats because of their corruption. Any any story that's negative, they call all oh, those Russian disinformation. Which is not true. The Democrats are the ones that are known for spreading lies and disinformation. They spread the Russia hoax for four years. Now we're raising concerns about them cheating in the election, and they say, oh, that's Russian disinformation. We have the evidence in your face, and they still call it Russian disinformation. This is the modern Democrat Party, modern-day Democrat Party here in America. They operate like the mafia. They operate like tyrannical governments in faraway lands like China, North Korea, Iran, Turkey, Russia. The Democrat Party is shameless. They have no shame using any and all tactics to win politically because after all they don't believe in God they don't believe in morality they don't believe in objective truth so according to them the ends justify the means they can do whatever they need so long as they win politically that's what you saw happen on November 3rd we can cheat 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 because, after all, nobody's going to put us in jail because we've been cheating for years. 
And then after we cheat, we can lie, lie, lie about whether or not we cheated. Then we can cover it up and then we can install our career political hack Joe Biden in the White House. He can just be the front man. And then we'll let Kamala Harris and the rest of the left-wing left wing radicals who hate America run the country. And then China and Iran and all the bad actors on the world stage who hate our guts will reassure that their influence is put back in America, back in our government. This is this is scary, folks, and not scary that I can't sleep at night, but just it should concern all of America, whether you're Republican or Democrat, conservative, liberal, libertarian, whatever you, however you vote, however you identify. This free land has been under assault for years now. And we just reached, if you want to call it the climax or the tipping point, in this years-long battle for our country. We just reached the point where the Democrats are so radical, so in-your-face, so anti-American that they don't even try to hide it anymore. They don't even try to lie about it anymore. They openly spew anti-American propaganda. And they openly cozy up to the most anti-American countries on the face of the earth. Iran, China, just to name a few. And should this train not get turned around, our country is about to install a man who is bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, and there's no debating it. There is not one, there is not a doubt in my mind that, that Joe Biden is bought and paid for and 100% beholden to China, America's chief enemy on the world stage. His family, they pay their bills with Chinese money. And this man's about to be in the Oval Office steering the ship of America. This is baffling. That's a reminder that we all should pray for our country, pray for America, and pray for our leaders. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. Check out our website, AFR.net. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.